Alright, welcome back to Small Consolation, and tonight we will have the exciting conclusion Part one. to our Call of Cthulhu scenario, uh, the Sanatorium. Uh, so, hope everybody had a... Well, actually, shit, I probably shouldn't say anything about Halloween, because I don't know when this is going to air. But, anyway. Uh, uh, today. It airs today. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, hopefully everyone is, is ready for a, a chilling and thrilling uh, conclusion here. But, uh... Just for our listeners' benefit and for the benefit of our investigators, we'll do a little bit of a recap here. So the last time um, we were in the world of Cthulhu, uh, so you guys were getting ready to enter the basement of the sanatorium. Um, So you'd already found uh, Dr. Brewer, um, and it appeared that some hideous occult rite had been performed. Um, You've so far found no living members of the staff present, um, but you've all found all manner of gruesome uh, apparent murders. Um, And most of the inmates have kind of had the run of the place, and you've kind of, you know, been interviewing them, uh, in particular uh, Blanche, um, the older woman who first greeted you when you entered the sanatorium, and she kind of filled you in on uh, the details of a lot of the other patients um, and has generally been pretty useful for kind of helping you get around. Um, But yeah, I think we'll... uh, The way we'll start this off is um, just basically it's now getting very late into the night, And uh, you guys can either proceed on down into the basement and try and um, continue investigating or wait until morning. Um, You know, it's probably like close to probably like one or two in the morning at this point on your first day that you've arrived on the island. So that kind of sets the stage. And then we have... Uh, again, just so our listeners are familiar with all the characters, but we have Lissa Tzatziki, who uh, is the the beautiful, if perhaps unstable, uh, <laughs> uh, woman within our, our party. Um, we have Atticus Freeman, who is a renowned uh, parapsychologist, so he's got some experience with the occult, and more so now, after having uh, read the... Uh, bizarre journal that contained the ravings of a madman up in the office. Uh, so that, that book of poetry. Um, then we have uh, Iris. Uh, uh, help me out, Jared, on the last name. What was Iris's last name? Fleming. Fleming, yes. Iris <laughs> Fleming. So uh, a nurse. Uh, and then we have uh, Clayton... Um, and now I've forgotten his last name as well, Clayton Forrester. Forrester, that's right, Clayton Forrester. So, all right, so those are our investigators, and uh, what do you guys want to do now? I guess Not uh, go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wake up dead. Well, to take inventory, uh, since we know the three subjects that were in, in the basement, they were first alluded to from Dr. Brewer's uh, 
his article that he wrote the three subjects so Mm -hmm. we've been able to piece those subjects together pretty well uh i guess we could always get a more down-to-earth point of view and go find the grad student that is watching birds on the island as well he's somewhere on the north side of the island correct um so in that or we could find the old guy and get the hell off this island (laughs) (laughs) or we could just find the boat and get the hell off this island don't even worry about the old guy (laughs) do you know how to drive a boat it's not hard it's like a car but on water i mean the woman has lock picked safes open and uh doors with a bobby (laughs) pin so you know you never know what skills she might be able to pull out it's not the only thing she's done with that bobby pin. What else have uh, I done with it? <laughs> you know. It's in That's backstory. That's for Cthulhu After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's for our OnlyFans page. <laughs> yes. Um, we, we still don't really have a good idea of who our murderer is. This is the whole yeah. point of the campaign, Nick. <laughs> it's true. Well, we know the that one of the people in the basement is a poet. And we know that we have found a book of poetry that got Atticus all tripped out. <laughs> yes. Yes, it did. So we could follow that lead. I mean, aren't we headed down to the basement anyway? Uh, that's what we were about to do. Okay. So, uh, basically, well, so should we assume you're all kind of staying together and venturing down to see what what the basement of the sanatorium looks like? It's probably a good idea. Yeah, I've watched enough Scooby Doo to know that's a good idea. Right. <laughs> um, so, as you you set foot on the the creaking wooden steps and descend down into the basement, you are pleasantly surprised to see that you know for the most part things look pretty inviting and comfortable down here as well no no creepy dungeon far from it it's just it appears to be another another portion uh of uh, what's really a pretty wealthy and elite uh asylum so um equally nice but i mean obviously it looks like uh basement might look in a mansion from the 1920s 30s it's uh a lot of stonework at this point and it is obviously a little more industrial seeming and you kind of you hear the the sounds of the boilers hard at work to um, move water throughout the uh building to warm it hear the the roiling uh roaring fire coming from the boiler room it's one of the first rooms as you just that off to your left as you descend down the steps um and similar to the pattern of the the mansion to this point it's kind of um like basically the basement stretches along kind of the base of the t-shape to this building so it's kind of like a long hallway and you see many rooms uh running down along either side of the hallway uh and then at the end of the hall you see um what looks to be a like a laundry room you can see some um some like large industrial sized um kind of like washing bins and 
things like that. And we don't see like the the supposed security rooms down here. Um. Well, as you venture down the hallway, you can see that there are. Uh, basically, it looks like there's. Unlike the rooms up above, you do see that there appear to be more like what you would describe as perhaps traditional cells. Um, they've got, uh, like you see, a lot of thick panes of heavy glass with like ventilation holes and the reinforce, reinforcing metal rods similar to what you saw that was kind of barring the entry to um, the medicine dispensary or uh, medicine area up above. Lipnick can pick it. (laughs) (laughs) Did we decide, did we decide if anybody looked like a doctor or the staff? If there's the laundry room down here, we could probably steal some patient clothes. Well, and remember, Uh, I think we're just wearing regular clothes. Yeah, and I was going to say, you did find some uniforms up in the in Dr. Brewer's office. I mean, just just uh, probably not enough for all of you, but there were, you know, a couple. We don't want to look like staff right now. Staff <laughs> yeah. getting murdered. So there's a boiler room on the left, a laundry room on the left. A uh, laundry room at the end the of the right. hall, yeah. Basically, there's some okay. short steps Sorry. that kind of lead up at the end of the hall into the laundry room. The laundry room kind of connects to the basement at the end of the hall, and then there's uh, as you as you approach the end of the hall and look kind of through the room, you can see that there's uh, interestingly enough, there appears to be an exterior exit that is open. So you feel a cold draft kind of coming into the, the hall as you as you look through an open door at the end of the laundry room, and you. You, and you said the laundry room and stuff's down the left path, right? Uh, it's it's basically you're coming down the stairs, boilers on your left, hallway on your right. Um, so it's it's you're kind of entering from like like basically the stairs wrap around and then come into basically like what's one long hallway from the south and then to the west there would be a boiling room and like you see it's it's kind of dark and hard to see in there but then as you turn to your your right um and you look down the rest of the hallway that's basically so we're basically entering on the end of one side of the hallway right okay Sorry, I was, while you were explaining it the first time, I was trying not to aspirate on my drink. Um, so I was <laughs> coughing up a long have, 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 a, have a real death on on the podcast here to spice things up. Um, and let me tell you, trying to find the mute button um, while you your body is really trying to cough is very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. <laughs> Or if they did, yeah. they would appreciate Brandon's editing skills. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, someone is checking Brandon out. <laughs> you found the killer. <laughs> I think I think that's Brandon's character poking on something, and we don't want to know what that something Ew. is. <laughs> Your jumper. <laughs> 
Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so you sh- it is worth noting. So basically, the the patient rooms are all dark at this hour, um, so you can't really see much in there, really, without taking a closer look at each room individually. Um, Who wants to uh, do what? Well, I think first, since it's the closest, I I would like to do an investigation or a spot hidden check for the boiler room. Okay. Just because we're walking past it anyway. Okay. Um, sure, you can go ahead and give me a, a spot hidden roll. And we'll see if you turn up anything in there. Uh, I feel like someone else would actually do that. I don't... Um, I've got 45. I'll do it. Um, I mean, could could we all do it? Can't we kind of look at it? Yeah, I've, if, I've got 30. If, yeah, I didn't even notice the... there was a boiler room. I failed. <laughs> 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 I succeeded. Regular re- regular success. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. So you know you don't you don't see anything out of the ordinary in the room. It's like I said, the machinery is just kind of. There's a blazing fire that's heating coal. You see a coal chute next to that. It's connected to the outside. Um, but you know, everything, you know, this looks like your standard run of the mill boiler room for an establishment this size. Um, no, no spooky jump scares or anything like that. So. <laughs> uh, and the next room would be the laundry room in proximity, right? Uh, yes. The laundry room's at the end of the hall, I thought. Yeah, the well, right. The laundry room is at, at the end of the hall, and actually, it's kind of uh, it's up a short like there's a short set of stairs, and it kind of connects to the main area. But like we'll we'll say, I mean, you guys were kind of you walked into the hallway, and we're kind of taking a look of everything, so you can kind of see you saw that there was a laundry room there at the end. Proximity. I mean, I, I do kind of feel since there is an unknown murderer on the loose we should probably check the rooms as we pass them it's cool with me okay to the laundry room you you try each of uh basically you 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 try each of the doors as you pass by on the ground floor or like, so you, you were wanting to take a look in there, right? Uh, Dr. Forrester, he was curious about yeah, like as you're going by. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so the first room that you come across, so the room that's, that's basically as you kind of, you came down the stairs, boiler room to your left, you round the corner, go down the hallway proper, the first door basically to your left there. Um, Interestingly enough, you find that this door is is open, um, and as you pass by, you kind of the room is dark inside, um, and you do hear some quiet muttering um, as you as you kind of stand by the door. See, do Hush I tones. have? Do we have any light sources? Besides my personality <laughs> and your smile, uh, I'll give I'll give a listen a chance. I don't have it, and it's just a base. Unless someone else has it as a skill, I have a little um, bit higher than base. All right, my last roll wasn't as great, but we'll see. 
Yeah. Um, again, it's just complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Doctor Forrester walk into the room. <laughs> Doctor Forrester attempts to call, like, wave you over to see if you can hear anything, but you you kind of give him an exasperated look, and you 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 don't you can't even hear what he's talking about as you stand close to the doorway. So. I was still lost in thought, um, thinking uh, about Brewer's death. So, Ty wins the check, right? Because I just rolled 20. Okay. Um, yeah, so a tie, a tie would be a success if you, yeah, if you just. All right, yeah. Okay. I, I did roll 20. Okay. As long so... as I uh, take off a point of luck. Okay. And that's <laughs> that's fine. You can definitely spend a point of luck if you'd like. Um, so you're standing by the door, and you know you kind of cup your ear to it, and maybe push it even a little further in, and you hear definitely just sounds like kind of a, a hoarse, croaking voice of uh, maybe a middle aged man, um, but you can just kind of hear quiet muttering. I didn't let it in. I wouldn't. I called it. I made the door. I saw it. I couldn't stand to help it. The other one, now it's all his fault. Now we'll all die. And you just kind of hear the repeated refrain of now we'll all die over and over again. Mm, boy. We still can try to find the boat, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, could I try to persuade everyone to uh, walk out that open door? <laughs> uh... Like, like, basically, at the at the end of the hall. Yeah, you said the door is open to the outside. That we should just like leave. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess. Where does that even take us? I mean, you guys could. I, I mean, I would. I would definitely like to see where it goes. Yeah. Depends well, on how persuasive he is. On persuasions. I was gonna say we'll we'll see how we'll see how persuasive your argument may or may not be, and people are kind of welcome to uh, uh, if they are really opposed to the idea of leaving, they could make some rolls of their own potentially. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and see. Let's see if Alyssa uh, Tzatziki has something to say that the rest of the group is interested in. Well, I could push my role saying that I realize my initial words didn't really get through to anybody, but my psychology could reinforce and re um up re-ante my argument okay uh okay in that case so i could make a psychology roll yeah let's let's try that we'll we'll have you make a psychology nice. roll i'm curious to see where this goes now right, so um I, I i at first i say you know, you guys, we should just leave. I just, I just want to leave, and and I just want to, I just want to leave. And then you guys are like, eh, no, we want to see this through. And then I say, well, I'll show you my tits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's. A, I mean, that is a psychological <laughs> tactic, I suppose. I, I would uh, I did, probably I turn. Succeed. I did I'd... succeed on my psychology role. I turn to the group and say, I was wondering how long it would take for that offer to show up. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, everybody else makes some 
make some psychology rolls of your own real quick. I failed. <laughs> I succeeded. Okay. I am not turned on by your bosom. Doris <laughs> is just over there scowling. Meanwhile, Doctor Forrester, like you can see, he's he's. Yeah. It's like he knows exactly what's happening, but he's like, he's like, well, you know, the offer's on the table. <laughs> I rescind my former comment, and instead, I am just staring. <laughs> oh, I passed my psychology check. So, okay, Atticus is also. He's probably very skeptical of uh, Alyssa's intentions at this point. This will have nothing to do with it. So yeah, basically Dr. Forrester's kind of on board with the idea of getting the hell out of there. But uh, the the other two, um, what do you guys want to do at this point? I mean... I don't feel comfortable being by myself down here, so um, if they're heading that way, I'll just reluctantly follow. (laughs) (laughs) And Atticus, is there there anything you'd like to do before, like you see everybody kind of following Lissa towards the laundry room at the end of the hall, is there anything (laughs) else you want to do before? Uh, You know, I've seen one too many horror movies. I know how this goes, so I'm just going to stay with everybody else. All right. So you move down towards the end of the hallway. Uh, Again, you pass. Basically, you pass. um, Let's see. You pass two. uh, Basically, there's another kind of darkened patient room directly across the hallway from the one that has the open door where you heard the muttering. Um, And then beyond that, there's two more patients rooms on either side of the hall um just some other closed doors that you pass by and then you reach the stairs at the end of the hall that kind of lead up into the laundry room and as you enter the laundry room um you know you notice uh, immediately the first thing that jumps out is another body um kind of crumpled in the corner god damn it um of course and it looks as though perhaps something may have happened somewhat recently um but this is a a pretty shocking sight uh basically the uh, a middle-aged woman is leaned up against propped up against some of the, the washing machines which in and of themselves would be pretty impressive for a place uh at this day and age so obviously again a very modern establishment um, but what rather catches your attention rather than that is that, yeah, this woman is from the waist down, her legs are just withered, uh, leathery husks of their former selves. Like they almost appear as if they've been burned up. Um, they're kind of, and so it's like her, her torso is largely fine. Um, but yeah, from, again, from the waist down, she's just horrible shape. Um, and you can see her, her, she's probably very recently passed and her eyes are open and she's just kind of staring off into the distance. All right. Most important question, staff clothes or no? Uh, yes. It looks like she's wearing may, uh, a, a, well, a, a maid's uniform. Oh. 
And I should say, uh, you guys actually should have you all make uh, sanity rolls for that because it's a pr- again, it's a pretty horrific <laughs> sight. Like I failed. Body is just okay. Uh, I rolled higher. That's a failure. Okay. Wow, this one did not bother me at all. I am steeled to <laughs> all of these deaths. I mean, at this point, <laughs> yeah, you just are... still in shock. Uh, sorry, what were you saying? Uh, so you should have uh, on your character sheet. You should have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, and so you'll want to roll be- roll below your sanity points. Yeah. Are we Ooh, still I just barely past it? Okay. Um, Are we so taking if... any like base damage, even uh, if we pass yeah. it? I was gonna say anybody who passed uh, take one point of sanity damage, and anyone who did not pass uh, roll a d4. And uh, take 1d4 plus 1 points of sanity damage. And if I have reduced sanity loss to corpses, blood, accidents, and victims, even though I failed, should I re-roll or just take the 1 point? Take the 1. Take the 1. Cool. That was a little bit hard hit to my sanity. Uh, If you got, if you, so if you, did you take 5 points in total? No. Okay. I took four points. All right. So you are shaken, um, but it's uh, it's nothing that some rest and relaxation might not be able to, or at least some heavy alcohol might wash away the pain. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you so you have yet another body and as you get near again like as you kind of walk into the room it's pretty pretty chilly now the night air is just kind of blowing in through this this open door and you know that more beyond just the fact that like the door isn't open but in fact as you get closer you see that it's actually been it almost appears as if it's been broken forcibly off of its its hinges because uh, the door rests several feet away in the darkness beyond, kind of crumpled into a heap, um, and you can see signs of damage um, very clearly at the like the hinge points for the door. They're just kind of snapped off, and the frame itself is damaged. Mm, boy, could someone do a? Education. I mean, I could try. I don't really have all that great education, but could we try to just discern whether it looks like it was broken from the like? Was it pulled open or pushed out? Like, you know what I mean? Was someone on the outside that broke yeah. it how, like, from how the outside, broken, yeah. or did they bash it out from the inside? Um, like was someone trying to escape or get in or or gain access? Uh. I would say, is there anything in particular you'd like to look for? If not, then yeah, I would let you make a, an education or intelligence role, whichever you would like. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, are there... If you were on the outside, you'd be prying it, right? Probably, possibly. So there would be maybe claw marks near the hinges <laughs> or where the... Is it like a double door? Uh, so, or is it just like a single door? So it's a single door, and it's made of metal. Um, it is made of metal, and it swings um, out. It swings outside. Yes. So, are the hinges broken? Um, was was it a meticulous 
um, you know, did they did they take the hinges off and the door just fell open? Uh, did they break the hinges themselves? Is there uh, the outside door handle? Is it mangled in some way? Um, that would be them, you know, pulling it open. Okay. Is the crash bar on the inside or the handles on the inside broken or dented or you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so the door itself. I'm so all sorts of signs. Yeah. Um, we'll say you, you roll. Um, I Something? would even say from from the way you've described it, I'm not even going to make you roll. Um, it lo- looks like okay. like you're looking. Lissa's looking for the right things here. Um, and you notice that it looks like it's been broken from the inside like it's crumpled so that it was like convex kind of crumpled outwards with the hinges being on the like you look at the way the hinges are positioned and you can see that the door itself is crumpled basically from the inside moving out um so it looks as though something was getting out of okay to uh, in in the interest of, of content, I'm going to roll f- my education um, to see if I can uh, put that, if I can put two and two together. Okay. And come up with a theory as to what it kind of, what my guess is happening. Okay, go for it. Um, nice, 25. So that's a, that tie is a hard success. So, with conviction, I <laughs> tell you guys that I have I have a, a full fledged theory. <clears throat> Spit okay. that it looks like something happened to one of the patients, where somehow they were able to you know th- there's this experimental medicine going on, and you know we don't really know the nature of it or the nature of the you know illnesses these patients have down here really um and it looks to me like someone went mad or crazy or possessed in in some way and decided that it wanted to try to escape and several um you know the the employees were getting in the way and so it, you know, trying to prevent this patient from or this being from going insane or 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 leaving or, you know, doing whatever it was it was supposed to do. And it killed them in the process of trying to find an exit and it has found an exit and it could possibly be roaming the island somewhere. So I don't think that. Maybe, you know, maybe the doctor, maybe the patient was in the doctor's room or the doctor's office and the, it's, the patient snapped there, did what it did with the body, because that was ritualistic in some way. And the rest of them are just, you know, get out of my way, sort of. You know, they're not ritualistic. They're just deaths because they're, you know, getting in the way. And so it seems like the first one was had a purpose and the rest of them are all this. The staff are getting in the way and that this thing is loose on the island somewhere. What about the last one, though? Like, it makes sense. The first two we found with the broken neck and the scissors in the eye. 
but this last lady kind of was burned at the feet kind of a situation. I don't know how that. Well, he described it as like, basically her legs are now like beef jerky. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good description. <laughs> okay, so 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 that's that's just tanning. She's just too tan. She just tan. <laughs> I mean, Only her legs. Yeah, it's the nineteen twenties. So, they cover up their legs. Yeah, <laughs> true. You don't know how tan her legs are, then. They're, I guess they're not unrelated, but they are separate events. The murders upstairs versus the murder of this lady because like really we wouldn't have an idea of what you could do to instantly dehydrate somebody's lower half but the bodies upstairs would have been clearly done by a human hand okay so there's multiple monsters you think or maybe we have to believe that patient who said he let something in and that was contributed to part of this. I I think it's I think that is what it's tied to. There's the person doing the murders is somehow through the information from the poet who had gone insane f- from something or other we don't really know that aspect there's there's missing pieces but there's a through line here somewhere what about what about the symbol that we found in the doctor's office what was that up again the transference symbol i was just gonna say when he said let's let something in like i don't think he means like i opened a door i mean i'm thinking I, <laughs> I found the Necronomicon, and then I read a page I shouldn't have read, and then I summoned something. Hmm. And I wonder if that has to do with the bats. bats. The crazy lady in the living... Uh, yeah, he's, he's referencing the, the ravings the library. of... Yeah, Cecil, oh. Cecil Randolph, who you met in the library, the kind of mid, probably 30s, 40s uh, kind of... Uh, flapper woman that you met was the she was drinking and raving in the library gotcha (laughs) she's been so much crazy i forgot about all right so it does look like so we've got some theories um and lissa has kind of thrown out um her idea of what's happened it sounds like dr forrester is trying to make some connections about the things that you've seen so you have the possibility for one or more murderers um but the next question really is Human or not. i guess <laughs> what are you going to do now in the near term we're gonna scooby-doo this bitch <laughs> and we're going to all roll for who is Scooby and who is Shaggy. <laughs> and two of us are going to dress up as um, oh, staff a staff, and <laughs> run around. <laughs> we're going to get some Scooby snacks from the, from 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 uh, Blanche and uh, she's going to cook us something. And then we're going to run around and the two of us are going to run around and lure whatever it is out. And then and fight it with what? The other <laughs> two are going to capture it and then 
take its head off. Capture it with what? Remember, do do remember, Iris. We can we can we can make a trap. I mean, I and have I, a gun. Yeah, I was gonna say, remember your gun. You've got a thirty-eight revolver uh, and fifty rounds of ammunition. So you did find that. And no handgun skills. So <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, going great. Iris just kicks over and it, open every door and starts blasting. <laughs> 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 well, that is an well, option. Great. Yeah, let's just go kill all this, all the everybody we see. <laughs> wow! As well, a doctor, I cannot condone this behavior. <laughs> well, I mean, given given that there there are possibly multiple threats, I think we need to pick a threat and then try to deal with that. Well, you can't you can't rule out the fact that this murder is also a staff member. Albeit a different uniform, still somebody that works there. I mean, I so guess you probably see a lot somebody that you know is sane and you know different. Uh, Tyler, would I know if Doctor Brewer had a second in command? Um, you. Uh, you would know that he he was in charge of the hospital staff here. You wouldn't know of you wouldn't know much of the details about people that he would have hired and had working for him specifically. Anything beyond what he would have just mentioned, kind of familiarly in correspondence between the two of you. Like so, he he's never like you don't recall any specific names or anything about anyone else who would be in a position of authority on the, the island. Uh, I just have a gut feeling like if there's some like lead staff doctor or something, that's probably the person we're looking for. Yeah. But I think the point is though, we're not going to be able to talk to anyone who's sane on this island. <laughs> <laughs> not likely. So if we wanted to try to hit the grad student, we can adventure outside. But if Lissa's theory is correct and there is something roaming outside that escaped, that could be, you know, not good. But at the same time, we know that there are two sane people out there that if we could possibly find and or save them, they might either be able to get us to safety or know better what's going on or be better equipped with the island to equip us to safety. You Who's the, I mean? the second one? Isn't the the bird watcher and the guy with a boat? I guess that's up to interpretation whether he's sane or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have played up his uh, eccentricities a little bit, but he seemed, <laughs> uh, good old Ebenezer seemed sane as he was bringing you over. Just uh, had a fondness for tall tales and did believe in things I mean, like gods and mermaids and things like that. So definitely had a, uh, enjoyed fables and folklore. If we stayed in the sanatorium, what would you suggest us doing? Whoever wants to stay. Well, like the only place we could go otherwise is the boathouse, right? Boathouse or the grad student. Yeah. And well, I mean, it is true. Other that, than a general location. Yeah. Um, as far as the island goes, you guys haven't really explored it yet to see if there's anything else that you've missed. Um, again, it was pretty dark when you were 
uh, arriving, but it was a, a pretty good sized island, but it wouldn't be impossible to walk it in a night. Like it was only, you know, maybe a mile or so wide. Uh, and you do remember well, seeing a road I guess it, when you came in, like a pathway. Uh, that's a, that's a, it's a tough call because it, it feels like it's a matter of time between whenever it was that busted its way out of the basement finds its way back after probably doing some grad student hunting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and maybe maybe having a boatman for dessert. Yeah. I guess the other thing we could do is we have all these patients down here. We could try to interview them. Interview I, them. If we talk to any of them, uh, I would like to see if we can somehow get the quiet lady to talk, if we can find her. Because there was the quiet lady, the poet. Well, then... we just heard the poet because uh, the other guy is upstairs, probably waking up after his morphine oh, nap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we need to try our luck with the lady that doesn't talk to anybody. I would say let's do that and then head outside. Okay. And... We start We start banging on doors until we find somebody that doesn't talk. <laughs> okay. Do uh, so you... <laughs> I mean, yeah. So uh, basically you guys, uh, at least Dr. Forrester anyway, he begins retracing his steps, convinced that it's worth uh, finding um, the quiet woman. And you kind of, you know, you check in um the doors down in the basement as you pass by you find basically one cell is empty so again four basically four cells the first one with the open door you didn't enter the first one on your left as you go down the hallway is is empty uh and then the first door on your right um you notice like basically as you open up the door uh do you want to like turn the lights on right away or kind of look around or how do you want to handle that mm. given the nature of that subject i would probably try to take it as slowly as possible and like okay. calmly announce our presence and then turn okay. on the lights um so in the first room on your right you um Give me, give me. I'd like a... to I'd like to just say that I'm watching from the hallway. Okay. Um, I don't. Me... I don't want to enter the room. Give me a listen roll, Doctor Forrester, as you enter the room on your right. And I failed. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I you don't really was accompany him, but do you want me to listen to or just go with uh, him? Um, sure. Well, I'll let you make a listen roll as well. I sucked last time for you, Dr. Forrester, so. And I will suck again. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys don't uh, don't hear anything, um, but you just, you know, you open the door up and you can see in the dark there's, there's on a bed. It looks like there is a patient just sleeping. You hear, uh, you move further into the room and you can see that, yeah, you, you, there's somebody quietly sleeping on the bed there and you just kind of want to announce quietly your presence and see if they respond. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you call out, you, you let them know and you can see kind of gradually and almost without a sound, um, a woman kind of, 
Um, she shifts the blankets off and sits up, and you can see that she's wearing um, a typical patient gown, nightgown. And she, you know, kind of rubs her eyes and blinks and takes in the sight. And then um, gradually she says, who are you? Uh, we are visitors in a world of shit right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she seems to not really, like, she just kind of nods and doesn't really... You know, her face is just kind of like, like she looks like she's maybe still dreaming, like perhaps caught in the throes of sleep yet and almost uncomprehending of, of what it is that you're saying, but just sort of dreamily and with wide eyes takes in everything that seems to be happening. Uh, I guess uh, I, I understand it's late and then sorry for disturbing you, but we could really use an idea of what has been happening around here. Mm. So difficult to say what's happening, what has happened, what will happen. She kind of gets lost in this tangent. Like she, she t again, kind of comprehending what you're saying, but speaking very cryptically. Um, but at one point, she she kind of turns and says, "The others are they all right? The staff, you're not them, well, are you? The staff, no. <laughs> staff, no. Patients, mostly, as far as I can tell." <laughs> she smiles at this last bit. At least that's good. I'm glad that the others are unharmed. Um, but the staff, truly sad. Uh, I, I wondered myself, I, I left my room and saw horrible things, things like long ago. And again, she just seems kind of out of it, but does eventually reveal that, that she's aware that, yeah, something, something horrible has been happening. And she kind of knows that uh, basically, yeah, she, she had suspicions that something bad was happening to the staff. Um, uh, uh, let's see. Would we have the Castro manuscript with us still? I have it. Yeah. There, there was a bit about like a seeker of the stones or something. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I would like to ask her about that. Okay. Um, so immediately, uh, you 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 hold up the manuscript and you relay to her what you just did to me about the stones, and she says, "Yes, the stones. They're so familiar to me, or another me. Yes, I think I remember, but but not now, not in this time." And that's that's kind of how she leaves it. So I, while Forrester is contemplating that answer, can I just ask what your name is? The they called me Darlene, but am I Darlene? Only Darlene? 
I do not remember. Do you do you go by other names? I remember other names, but not now. Um would I be able to hear this from the hallway? Like I'm I'm sure that the door is open and you said there were air holes. Is there any way that yeah. I'd be able to hear all this? Yeah, okay. um, by now, um, you know, you haven't heard any horrible screaming and you heard like a woman's voice and just kind of, you know, you got close enough that you could pick up on this for sure. She's not really hiding it. I She's use, not trying to be quiet. Could I use my psychology to try to see if there's any way that I could tell what she's suffering from? Uh, absolutely. It kind of sounds maybe maybe like she's suffering from like multiple personality disorder or something or, or something like that. And that it's possible that we might learn more from a different personality. And the uh, original manuscript said that he was having success with hypnosis, which brought out other personalities. Sure. Well, but on everyone except for her. Gotcha. I missed that detail. Okay. Let me let me psych roll here. Um that is a hard hard success on the psych roll. Alright. Um so basically uh Lissa steps in and is able to inform the group that she recognizes, you know, she begins conversing with Darlene and recognizes everything that you pointed out, basically telltale signs of amnesia and possibly multiple personalities. Um, and, you know, it, it, it does appear that, you know, it almost a textbook example of those, those characteristics. Could I, again, continue to attempt to textbook my way through trying to poke at those uh you know you know i mean there's a way that you can kind of sometimes try to to poke and get people to to change right well um being familiar with some of the strategies that uh um yeah, I mean, I, I I would let you I would let you do a couple different things here. You could either roll, um, another. You could either do another psychology attempt, um, or I might let you make a make a knowledge check as well, which would basically be an intelligence check. You could do one or either or both of those things. Definitely probably want to do a psychology roll first and see what happens. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I didn't do so hot. Um, I rolled a 99. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to say, really yeah, I'm going to say that's a, a crit fail. I've got a, yeah, uh. Uh, that's basically yeah i don't think you can you can even push on a critical failure so uh in this case we'll say you know things seem to be going pretty well you like just as you go around and inform the group what's happening uh you 
you then like go back to talk to her and you kind of blow it by dropping in basically you can't help yourself but you start kind of talking about your own uh interesting characteristics we'll put it that way for lissa <laughs> she kind of <laughs> starts uh so what do you do for fun <laughs> like wow that's the direction what did she say if I, if, if I want to know what she does for fun, what does she say? Wow. I don't remember. <laughs> Cop out. <laughs> uh, I kind of wonder if Atticus can get anywhere with uh, using his knowledge of the of parapsychology, because I think we kind of need to figure out what these stones are, but Personally, I would like to ask her in the current times, was she subjected to any kind of uh, forced surgery or medical procedure? Um, Okay. So you ask her, and she seems uh, to have a really hard time even, you know, remembering uh what's been done to her but she does kind of say the the staff they were always kind to me i i'm sorry i i can't remember how i came to be here um but but no i do not remember pain unpleasantness she wasn't lobotomized was she uh, do you want to do like, like a medicine check at... or something? I mean, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I'll do a medicine check to. Okay. Like, I feel like I would be able to. That's a normal success. Okay. Uh, it doesn't doesn't seem like she's been lobotomized, from what you can tell. Doesn't have any particular injuries, or she as dreamlike as she seems. She still seems. Um, capable of thought and processing her surroundings and things in a way that suggests that at least she's not been lobotomized in that in, in the, the techniques that you would be familiar with. All right, I uh, I guess I would turn to Atticus and suggest we either need to see if she knows anything about the thing that got out of the basement or the things that are used to take care of it. Ooh. Okay. All right, Atticus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. Have has she has she said how long she's been here? Um, she hasn't specifically mentioned it. Um, you also get the impression that she has enough trouble remembering what day it is, much less how long she would have been here. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Because first, I don't know. Something she said made me think that she might have been the thing that got let in, but now I don't think so. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, you have there are you know the main kind of psychological options that you could have: psychology, psychoanalysis, hypnotism. 
so far you basically you've uncovered the a lot through just kind of a psychological assessment of her and a medical examination but like sim simplistic medical examination Um, well, what if, can I like draw out some of the symbols that we've seen and then see if that does something? Um, sure. So, and I won't make you roll or anything for that basically. Yeah. So you show her, um, so you still have, basically she's seen that you have the Castro manuscript. Um, do you show her like the, the other book, like, um, the poetry book, um, um and then the I... transference symbol thing that you saw earlier? Yes. Yep. That was my thinking. Okay. Um, so you show her that symbol and she just does not seem to be phased by it whatsoever. Just kind of stares at it. You see no glimmer of recognition or really understanding. You you get the impression that like she knows what you're asking of her, but just she doesn't know anything about it. Uh, the poetry book, she kind of dreamily looks at it a little bit and then says, that was Alan's, wasn't it? Can we go over to the creepy guy and do the same thing to him and see how he <laughs> freaks out? <laughs> Uh, sure. Like, you want to go into that other room? I would recommend Atticus do that, since she got an answer out of the book. The guy we assume is the poet down there would probably have a bigger response, since he seems to be a little more crazy. <laughs> the author. But lucid. Okay. Um, so... Uh, we'll say for now, I, I guess if anybody else, is there anybody that would like to stay and do anything else or we'll do that we, first. We can I do have, that at the conclusion of, um, this Darlene conversation. I have okay. one last, uh, ditch effort. Okay. If I would like to tr see if I could try hypnotizing her to ask her about the, uh, the seeking stones that they use to banish the monsters. Okay. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me a hypnotism or, well, let's see. Do you have that as a listed skill or, I mean, you can, if not, you can definitely try it. Psychology. Would that um, be under psychology by any means? Yeah. A psychologist might know how. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll to, you know my, the art of hip hip hypnosy hypnotizing. I'll, I'll let you make no. Yeah, I would if you don't have it listed as a specific skill, I would let you make it as a psychology role, um, but with disadvantage. All right. So it's like you know Hypno, some of the I basic, you. you know some of the basic principles, but maybe you haven't really done it that often before. It's not a specific. I mean, that's skill. what he was going to learn under Brewer. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I failed. Oh, come on, try again. I did try again. That was the disadvantage. <laughs> can I persuade you to push it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, remember, you can always spend luck or. Um, uh, uh, I or failed push. it by enough that I shouldn't spend luck. I don't know unless she can. My first roll would have passed uh, unless. Uh, 
there was some kind of way that she could have persuaded me into advantage, I would have failed. Or out of disadvantage. Yeah. Um, and I will what say... Your psychology? My psychology is 50. Okay. So the first roll I got 45, and the second roll I got 70-something. Um, I mean, I, I have was... 80 in psychology. Could we not put our heads together and... Yeah, I was going to say, anybody else, if, if you like that idea, anybody else who has psychology could say, like, maybe Lissa notices, like, oh, he's not really, you know, he's not doing it right. Like, you might know a little bit more about uh, the practice of hypnotism. So, yeah, I would let you definitely let you do the same thing. So when you roll disadvantage, how does that work? Uh, just roll the tens die, uh, Tense digit die twice and take the higher of the two values because you want a low. Dang it, the first time I rolled was a four. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, I got a six the next second. Wait, no. I got double zero twice. Critical success. Oh, wait. I got a 30. Oh, great. I rolled double zeros twice. (laughs) Okay, so basically, uh, Iris steps in and says, Nope, I've seen this done before. You're doing it all wrong. And she, like, (laughs) hold the watch like uh, this. (laughs) Starts the process of hypnotism. And uh, at first, you know, nothing much happens. Uh, You kind of suspect that. No matter what, maybe you wouldn't have been successful. But then, ever so slightly, you notice a change in her facial features. Uh, Like, it's almost as if she's coming alive, where before she was kind of just staring blankly and uh, dreamily. There's a sudden intensity and focus. (laughs) And, And then she begins to speak in a voice that is entirely different from the one before. And you realize that she's speaking Egyptian. Uh, The words Who knows Egyptian? And... uh, I know Egyptian. At first, like, it... I mean, you, you just... You have no idea what she's saying. And then gradually, she shakes her head... And kind of, you know, it's like she she becomes just aware enough of her surroundings. And she turns and looks at you and says, I am Princess Anephis. And what right, by what right do you speak to me? Dr. Forster, by- I will turn this to you. <laughs> <laughs> by the right of wanting to survive. Ah. <laughs> uh- uh- Something all of my subjects sought, and yet so few were able to find. Uh, I believe we would also like to become seekers of the stone to banish the evil as you once did. The stones, yes, the stones. Powerful objects. I can teach you to create them she she comes like Um, she stands up now and walks over like clearly a different person there's like purpose and intelligence behind her eyes and she like walks over and grasps the the castro manuscript 
flips through uh, as if she knows exactly what she's looking for. And she settles on pages within the ancient documents um, that show symbols of kind of like a, a star and a there's like a leaf shape as well, kind of like a leaf shape with the lines crossed through it. And she she speaks of ancient and forgotten gods and the powers that they held and how these symbols etched within stones would be the creature's undoing. And, uh, you know, this all of this takes several, you know, it takes, takes the better part of an hour, but she does eventually relay the mechanisms through which these stones could be recreated. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> can, uh, can how does that it? work? <laughs> uh, so she tells you so, that. Can... Oh yeah, go go ahead. If you have a question, real quick, or I can whichever one you want uh, me to answer first. I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say, can I do an anthropology role to see if I have any like random tidbits of knowledge about this deity or whoever she is? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you can give me an anthropology roll for sure. Boom. Uh, I rolled a 30. So that is a success. Okay. Nice. Um, so as she's speaking, um, you pick up, you know, she's, she's pretty deep in conversation with all of you. And like, as the conversation goes on, you're, you're fascinated to learn that, so much so like the places she speaks of in Egypt and she talks about how these creatures uh they came from the sea and assaulted her lands and her peoples and like she mentions other rulers uh Egyptian rulers and places in Egypt um with very specific dates and settings that like you recognize as an anthropologist like it seems like at the very least if she is trying to pull a con or something like that, she, she knows her shit. Like it's extremely um, well put together. Like you, you don't see any holes in her story or like any contradictions that would suggest that she's not genuinely, you know, recalling ancient Egypt. Um, and she even, even seems to have, like she makes mention of places that like, you remember hearing news stories about, um, like prominent tombs that had just very recently been discovered in Egypt, and she makes mention of them almost as if she would have been there at the time of their construction. So, so you do pick up on Tyler. That. Yes. Um, after having heard that she was a princess, um, I'd like to grovel. <laughs> okay. Um, specifically, uh, on the floor, um, bowing. What do I roll for that to try to gain, um, uh, I mean, I, um, I'm trying to butter her up and show that I could be a good subject. Okay. I, you know, you really growl the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could do that too. Um, but no, well, I mean, wow. I, I wouldn't say that there's anything in particular. If you want, you could you could make, if you had some kind of like a history or anthropology skill, I would let you roll for that to see maybe how elegant your bowing is. <laughs> um, if you would like, you can do that. 
I mean, sure. Okay. Uh, I don't have anything, so I have to literally roll a one. Okay. So you're saying <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> um, I did roll a 66. <laughs> oh, okay. How many points of luck do you have? Um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, I mean, about, about, about. I want to be, I'm just going to be in the background on my, on my knees, just, you know, raising and lowering my, my arms and like fanning her basically. Okay. The whole time. So she... The first time you do this, she kind of looks over with, you know, amusement, but you get the sense that there's some <laughs> appreciation in it as well. And she kind of smirks with this, like the thin hard line of her mouth upturns at the corners and she like you see a bit of fire in her dark glinting eyes and she's kind of like i see that at least some of you have not forgotten the old ways and how a princess should be treated fantastic what is her bad ability what is her what bad ability is that what you said yes what is her bad ability sir you are um, going to get us killed <laughs> I mean, how attractive? How attractive is this princess? I'm just curious for my for my personal for my own personal uh, psyche. I okay. take in her beauty. How beautiful is it's, she? It's it's hard to know what Anephis herself may have looked like in another life. But Darlene is she looks anything but Egyptian. She's like a very like just a a, a like kind of pale pasty like white woman with kind of tangled brown hair and like i said it's it's she's not unattractive though she just looks kind of like a okay good. you know some a woman who may have been taken off the streets of new york or something like that like she just kind of she's young um like probably late 20s early 30s and is mm. um right for the picking okay carry on yeah. carry so, on but yeah for, yeah that's what she looks like so yeah, uh, basically, so... you have you have uh, bargained successfully with Princess Anephis, and she has taught you all something of these these creatures that attacked you. And, and in fact, in great detail, she describes those who came in her time, um, and she 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 explains that the the creatures have a great fear of the sea. And that these stones can be used to suppress them and push them back. And um, she says they, they come at, basically she's like, they like to come at night and they feed upon my people. And um, just by coming in contact with them. And she tells you all of these stories that, you know, if she didn't seem so so confident and self-assured and you know if you hadn't been seeing all this crazy shit you know you wouldn't believe any of it but she definitely seems like she knows what she's talking about this is starting to sound like my uh Yu-Gi-Oh Avengers <laughs> fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> you got the Egyptian you got the stones infinity stones like yeah oh, I uh <laughs> I believe in the heart of the cards. Do I have Exodia yet? 
Well, when do I turn all this into a dual monsters game? Um, so, so at any rate, she she does give you detailed instructions <laughs> okay, on creating these, and uh, really all you'll need is stones taken um, from within water uh, from the sea or under running water, um, and you have to like carve these symbols into them um, using um, trace amounts of of your own blood and. Um, I do have a bloody knife. So she just he just said your own blood, not oh. <laughs> my bad. So uh, let's race to the water and that was gonna be my suggestion. Start cutting things. I mean we haven't seen anything yet, but might as well be prepared once we do. I'm down. Yeah, I mean Really, there's nothing left in the building, so let's go for it. Okay. So, armed with this new... And, and like, almost as as if, you know, just uncannily, as you prepare to leave and you're thanking Princess and Ephes, you see just this, you know, it's, it's almost as if the light fades from behind her eyes. And once more, you know, her eyelids droop and as the hip ends and she kind of snaps back to reality before she can say anything else and then once more you find that you're simply talking to Darlene a confused woman who knows nothing of her past or what her future may be so she um, just kind of as we as we back. as we leave I'd like to continue bowing um, I'm apparently bowing to Darlene now but I'd like to bow to Darlene <laughs> as we're leaving she just kind of smiles and and laughs like giggles and confusion at your strange gesture and then kind of I waves be- goodbye before we leave i would ask a preference of lights on or lights off <laughs> oh lights off i think it's time for me to go back to sleep all right <laughs> would you like us to leave the door open <laughs> <laughs> You can shut it if you'd like. It's what I'm used to. <laughs> Let's run outside. Go. <laughs> okay. So you uh, you you flee from Let's the. Make sure, we figure order so that if any doors fall on us, we know who the doors fall on. Well, all the doors are busted open right now. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> which do you, you want to just... The closest exit is up the stairs and through the laundry room and outside. Um, so do you want to just do that? That's fine with me. Okay. Yeah, let's go for it. The exciting conclusion continues next time. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>